Hey everyone, welcome back to Launch Codes Football. My name is Chris. And I'm Chelsea. And we are on episode 44. Wow, we are making progress. And it's kind of crazy. It feels like not too long ago we started this, and now we're on episode 44. But today, we're just going to be discussing just a few different topics. we got NFL's global appeal going on here with like some crazy numbers that happened recently. We've got um, Derek Carr talking about his team, about how he feels like everybody thinks they're underrated or just looking over them. And then we got Jimmy G given permission the man. to request a trade jimmy g the, myth. the legend the legend the super bowl appearing jimmy g the subway promoting jimmy garoppolo <laughs> anyways chelsea how you doing today doing good doing good i'm out here uh know that uh camp starts next week for most teams except the raiders started this week next week though everyone else is out there so i'm excited to see Colts rookies, especially Alec Pierce, very excited to see what he looks like with first team offense. I expect big things from him this year. And, you know, you have a quarterback now. That's not Carson Wentz. We do. We do have a quarterback. Yes, that is an essential part of having a football team. Uh, Yes, Mm -hmm. I believe that he will be considerably better than Carson Wentz behind the best O-line of his career, arguably this year. So I expect big things. I read a, a news line or a headline the other day that said, Someone thought that the Colts were the number one most improved team this offseason, and I said, I concur. I think that's fair. Hey, at least hey, we you might didn't not have f- nailed down a bunch of huge names like the AFC West, mm-hmm. but we rounded out the roster. We even had a dude retire, and we still rounded out the roster. So, I mean, mm-hmm. hey, at least you're not Cleveland. That is fair. T- speaking about where Jimmy G could go, we'll get into that. I will snap. Well, let's get started with our first topic here that I just found fascinating. So this year is going to the NFL is going to host their first game in Germany ever. Now, normally they've been doing games in Europe, normally in London. Um, It happens every year. Normally, (laughs) to be real, they put like the worst teams there. Seriously, that's why the Jaguars always end up there, because to be honest, Europeans love going to NFL games. They seriously fill up like Wembley stadium, which is a huge stadium. They fill it up for like Jacksonville and like, I don't know the Panthers or something. It's like, why is everyone wanting to come out? It's just because honestly, like you've got a lot of people, you know, everything from military or from, you know, people who just want to go to these games because they're kind of a rare occurrence. You don't get to see it very often. So the NFL definitely has an audience there that wants to watch games. Even fans who just want to go to the game, they're not even a fan of either team, but they're just like, we want to go. Um, well, we had a situation not too long ago where um, the matchup between Tampa Bay and Seattle it, for the to be in Germany had over 500,000 people waiting in queue to buy these tickets. And I don't think the stadium's tickets, that big. No. And the, these tickets were huge, like expensive, thousands of dollars, too. That, that's how high these things were going up on. Now, I think there is a mix of reasons here. I think part of it is while Tom Brady may be an American superstar, he's also known around the world to some extent. Um, he So a lot of these people are going to this game because I think Tom Brady, they've heard his name, they've seen him, and they want to 
They want to see him. They want to watch him play. Um, I think he's got a lot of fans, not just in the U.S., but all around the world. Um, and I just think this is fascinating. You know, they've also got a game being hosted in Mexico. Those have done well in the past, too. So I don't know. Chelsea, what do you think about the NFL's global popularity? Do you think this is a sign that they are popular around the world or like what, what's going on here? I mean, I think you have to consider the global sports scene, right? I mean, really unarguably the most popular sport in Europe is soccer. I mean, it's been that way for, you know, who knows how long. I mean, you look over at Asia, they really like basketball. So it just kind of depends on what region you go to. But it's always interesting when something new is placed into a market that always, you know, garners the attention of people. It's like when um, the Euro League, the soccer league, they come and they play friendlies against MLS teams in the U.S. Like people might not give a crap about soccer, but it's like, oh, these people from England that are on really good soccer teams that are more globally known than most of the sports that we have here are coming. Let's go see them, not even because we care about the sport, but because they're coming. So, I mean, if you even if you look at the game last year between the Dolphins and the Jaguars, it was at Tottenham Hotspur, their stadium in England, which is a very popular soccer team in England. It attracted more than 60,000 fans for the Dolphins and the Jaguars. Wow. Can we just like let that sink in for a minute? So if Jacksonville and Miami can attract 60,000 fans, can we just take a minute to acknowledge how much Tom Brady is going to bring in? The NFL is going to make absolute bank off of this one game. It's going to be crazy because you have to consider it's not like people are paying. I don't know if people are paying in, in you know, U.S. dollars or not. They might be paying in euros. And if they're paying in euros, the U.S. is going to make even more money because of the exchange rate, which is also kind of another interesting facet of this whole thing. But no, I think that there is an undeniable global interest in NFL football, because really, if you think about it outside of like some small to intermediate Canadian leagues and some small to intermediate Mexican leagues, there's really not a presence of professional football played in the world outside of the U.S. to the scale that exists here. So when you have something of that scale, that popularity coming somewhere that is already really into sports, I mean, it's just going to be a win-win for everyone. The fans are going to get to see arguably the best athlete that the United States has ever produced, and they get to experience a sport they don't normally see. They get to go to an environment, which I feel like will be different in Europe at an NFL game versus what it is here. Because, you know, we've all seen the absolutely ecstatic environments that come out of European soccer games. When you watch them on TV, it's like the whole country shows up and they all know the chance. They all know the hand sign. Like they are like one person when they're there. So I could only imagine being in Germany at this stadium with all of these German people who just live and breathe soccer in an NFL stadium just doing their thing because the culture is just so different. You know, you don't see that kind of culture at an NFL game. You see lots of screaming, angry, drunk people, you know, not that you don't see that at soccer, but soccer just kind of has a different aura around it versus NFL football. If you watch. So, no, I mean, I think this is great for the NFL. I think it's going to make them a lot of money, which is going to keep them going over there after this because they love money. Um, I don't really foresee there ever being European teams that are part of the NFL. Yeah. 
Um, I could maybe see the NFL founding a professional football league for Europe, but I don't think teams would play in England and Germany and Spain and fly across the ocean to come play, you know, the Patriots or the Chargers or something like I don't foresee that happening. Um, But I could see them trying to spur on some kind of child league off of the NFL, like the EFL, European Football League. I mean, that probably is already trademarked somewhere, but you get what I'm saying. Like, Mm -hmm. I could see it happening, but no, I mean, I think that this is great. I love seeing different things in different cultures, and this is just a perfect example of something inherently and instinctually American merging with Europe. It's just fascinating. Yeah, I think it is fascinating. And I I do agree with you. You know, I actually watched a while back. There's this really good YouTube video talking about what it takes for an NFL team to travel um, and all the complications and logistics behind it. Financially, it may not make it wouldn't really make sense. um, And it would be a huge disadvantage to have a team stationed in Europe, like you said, maybe a, a baby league or like a, a minor league or something like that could be could be set there. Like minor you said. league is a fascinating idea. I mean, you look at basketball, G League, right? You look at baseball, the whole minor league farm system with its very, you know, various layers and, you know, promotive abilities and stuff like that. That could definitely be a possibility. I mean, I don't know if you necessarily have the the, you know, talent to recruit for football in Europe mm-hmm. like you would in America. Um, but a minor league system for football, I feel like is not out of the question. It's honestly kind of surprised me that it doesn't exist already. Which, I mean, I guess if you're in a power five conference and you're a top 10 team every year, that's basically what it is because, you know, you're the most competitive, you know, in college football, but would not surprise me if they tried to do a minor league system, like an international minor league system, what better way to make the world interested in NFL than to encourage people to become NFL players in their own country for a team there. So, I mean, it's definitely possible. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how that would go, you know, whether it be through because of finances or, you know, I don't know if the NFL would start a whole nother league, you know, are we going to have what they do with, you know, soccer and stuff where you have, you know, the European league and all of that, but it's just interesting. And maybe to be honest, there could be some, aspect of like this is kind of brand new to a lot of Europeans too so that's part of the appeal so maybe the NFL doesn't want to make themselves like to be too much over there either because right now I mean you've got a lot of demand so it's okay to keep growing but you know you you still have to kind of understand where you're at when it comes to where you're ranked among sports there and I think trying to grow too much might be could be detrimental um but because I don't know, it's just something to think about. You know, is it something where if you had a lot of it that people would continuously show out for and continuously support, or is this something where people are going to see it because this is like a rare thing? Tom Brady is coming to Germany in the first ever NFL game, you know, in right. Germany. So I don't know. It's just interesting to think about. I think this was really cool to see, um, and hoping that you know, this game does really well when it comes to, you know, getting people in that stadium, because that's something the NFL, they get people in their stadium, but let's be real. It's expensive to go to a game and it it costs a good chunk of money for anybody to just afford, you know, 
a decent game much like you can go to a bad game but still you got to pay like a hundred bucks or like between two bad teams you still got to pay quite a bit of money so yeah be interested to see you know what the attendance looks like there versus here Um, sure i mean i think something else that makes this interesting is the dichotomy between popularity and exclusivity right because something can be really popular but if it's not exclusive, people lose interest because there isn't a high demand for it. Mm-hmm. If something is really popular and exclusive, not only does it keep people interested for a longer period of time, but it creates more excitement from people who might not necessarily have been excited at first because it's a one-time deal only lasting so long. You know, like this commercial you say, it's like 80% off for the next four hours by now. Like that's basically what this is. Like, I don't know when the next game's going to come back to Germany. And I mean, I realize that Europe, you know, you have more maneuverability between countries because the countries are smaller, right? But it's not like everyone from Germany is just going to hop on a flight to, to England. I mean, that's not a short distance. So, you know, who knows when the next big game will be back in this part of Europe. So the exclusivity, I think, is not only what has driven up the ticket prices, but what has made the attendance so big. Because, I mean, even the stadium size, like the stadium sizes in soccer in Europe, I'm pretty sure a lot of them are bigger than most NFL stadiums. Correct me if I'm wrong. I can't say that for sure. But those stadiums are not small. Like they are big. No, they're they not. can fit a lot of people. So, you know, they're going to fill that to the brim with how much interest there is from Americans going to American football games. I can't imagine how much interest there would be for Europeans to go to American games or even Americans to go to European games. How cool would it be to be a fan of the Bucks and go to a game in Germany? Like that's going to be an atmosphere unlike any other. So it'll definitely be interesting to see how many tickets they sell for this thing, because I think it's going to be absolutely packed. I think this game, even if it might be a bad game, I think it's going to be must watch TV just because it's going to be in Europe. And hey, you got Tom Brady coming. If Andrew anything, Bach, mm. the, the real star of the show, I think why everyone's coming. He's the reason. There you yep. go. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, let's go ahead and go on to the next topic we got here. So the next thing we've got, we got Derek Carr making some comments. I mean, that don't really surprise you if you're an NF or if you're if you've ever played a sport like Dell, you're gonna say this. He thinks people are overlooking his team. And to be honest, is he wrong? Probably I would say not. No. No, I don't think he's wrong. I mean, as much as... Okay, because here's the thing you have to think of with the Raiders, right? They made the playoffs last year through a roller coaster of a season. Almost beat the runner-up to the Super Bowl, by the way. They came pretty close, I'd argue. Um, You know, here's the thing. The Broncos have tried to build their Super Bowl team now bringing Russell Wilson in. Is he going to gel there? That's kind of an unknown. The Chargers have added a lot of superstar talent. Should they be good? Yes. Will they be? It is the Chargers. Mm, I don't know. You Chargers hater? Hmm? I'm not a Chargers hater. I'm just acknowledging. Will they be good? Mm, I don't know about that. It's just just it's just the fact that just because you throw a bunch of superstars on a team does not automatically make them good. Now Worked I know people will be like the Rams. There you go. That's the one. But like in most Worked for the Chiefs. 
yeah, but they had to luck out by getting Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if I'd call that luck. Look, when you pick a quarterback, don't start him for a year. And then like he ends up being the best, you know, quarterback in the league. Like that's pretty rare. You it could takes, say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. It takes look, here's the thing. It takes skill to pick a quarterback. I'm not saying it doesn't. Obviously, the Chiefs picked him, but I do think there is some luck of like we didn't expect him to be literally potentially one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. No one picks a guy thinking that, you know. Right. And so, I mean, you've got yeah. a point. The the Rams last year were an anonym anomaly. You know, most of the time, that's not what NFL teams are. A lot of them mm-hmm. have homegrown talent. A lot of them have, you know, maybe some rental deals. You know, a lot of them have some veterans, some young guys. So a lot of teams don't just go throw, you know, tens of millions of dollars at the best people out there to win a Super Bowl. But for them, it worked. So yeah, like I said, right. they are an anom- anomaly. That's I a think, hard word. I think for the Rams, you know, their their strategy and theory has been Look, we draft guys that can give us one or two good games. We sign guys to big contracts, and it's been working for them. I, I'm not going to sit here and say the Chargers won't be good or don't have homegrown talent. Of course they do. They drafted Herbert. They've got Bosa. They've got other good players you know, on Urban the team. James. Mm-hmm, exactly. So I'm not going to sit here and say that they don't have any. So that's why I do think they'll still be good. I think most likely they'll work it out. I'm just saying just because you throw a bunch of superstars on a team doesn't make it work automatically. Um, Some might argue Tampa Bay. I would argue that Tom Brady was is Tom Brady for transcendent. And also, I don't know if you remember that year, Tom Brady struggled for a while and they were really every week. What's mm -hmm. wrong with Tom Brady? Literally backfire day. Every week. And it's because they were play. They, I don't think they had the chemistry yet. I don't think they were quite there. Eventually, you know, they got there. So the Raiders, though, you've got here, the Raiders did get Devontae Adams. You know, they've still kept, you know, their team together. Which, and, you know, side note, I feel like that signing has gone forgotten. Mm-hmm. Like with what else has happened in the league? I feel like people have forgotten that a top three wide receiver signed a massive deal with them to stay there and that he's already played with Carr in college. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you just forget that that happens, you know? And so you're right. And so I think the Raiders might have chemistry that the other teams may not. Not saying that they all don't. I mean, you've, st- but look at like the Chiefs, right? They've lost their, you know, I would argue maybe their biggest weapon in Tyreek Hill. You could argue that Tyreek Hill was a lot of the secret to that offense working because teams were so terrified of him getting open. Um, Not to say Patrick Mahomes doesn't also make them terrifying or Travis Kelsey. Of course those guys do. Look, all of this is not to take shots at the other teams, but I do wonder, are we underrating the Raiders a little bit here? You know, they were able to persevere last year, you know? The Raiders got Chandler Jones as well. Mm-hmm. They lost in Gawkway to the Colts, but they added Chandler Jones, who arguably is a little bit better. He's a little bit older. Him and Ngakwe are, you know, close to being the same, but they're both elite. So, I mean, you could say that they upgraded there as well. Mm-hmm. Now, to be honest, as much as I'm saying all this, I guess if I did have to bet on a team to probably bust, be the Raiders. Yeah. They just haven't had the success. It'd be them or the Broncos. I don't know. But either way, I if think the Broncos suck. 
they're just destined to lose. Mm-hmm. So what more I, can you do? <laughs> exactly. So I think that the Raiders look, just don't count them out. Don't think that they can't do anything. I think if Derek Carr, he doesn't have to be 2016 Derek Carr. I don't think he ever will be, but he just has to be good enough to put them in positions to win games. He just has to be solid to decent. He just has to be good. He does not have to be transcendental to win in this division. I really don't believe that. I don't believe he has to be an amazing top five QB to win in this division or even make a run at the playoffs. I think they just need a solid team around him. And I think that if, you know, he can put them in position to win game in positions to win games, they can do it. They, they yeah, were, in them, you know, you look at the other quarterbacks in this division though. It's hard to argue that those guys are not at least arguable to top five, all of them. True. Russell Wilson, arguably top five Herbert at this point, I would say arguably top five. Mm-hmm. And then Mahomes is arguably number one. So I would not put Derek Carr in the top five. Perhaps not even in the top 10. So I think that there is a bit of a gap there. Not that he's bad by any stretch. He is a good starting quarterback. And when there were rumors about him potentially leaving the the Raiders, I was interested in him as a Colts fan because I don't think he's bad. I think that he's underrated for sure. But when you look at the rest of the quarterback talent in that division, it's just hard to argue against him being the least talented. Not that he's not talented. It's just you look at everyone else. It's like, dang. (laughs) But do you think he has to be the best one? for them to win out on that division? Does he have to have the best year of all of them? I mean, I feel like there's an argument for yes. I mean, as good as the Raiders are and as stacked as their team is, I still don't think it's the best team in the division. I really don't. So, I mean, I think what's going to take them over the edge is Carr and Adams' chemistry. If their chemistry is on and, you know, Adams puts up 100 plus yards a game and Carr gets, you know, who knows how many yards and if Carr can keep his turnovers to a minimum and has good chemistry with Adams, I think that he could maybe turn a corner. But I just I don't know. I feel like I, I just think that of all of the teams in that division, that their team is still the weakest. So not that the rest of the team can't carry Carr, but if in that division, their entire team is the weakest. I feel like the weight then goes back on to Carr to carry them. Like you look at the Chiefs, right? Yes, they lost. It'll be fascinating to see how that plays out, by the way. But Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes can take a guy off the street and make him elite, just like Tom Brady can. So you have that factor with him. I would argue that you have that factor with Russell too, not to the same extent, but you know, he's He's elite, you know, he's better than most guys. And then with, you know, with Herbert, we're still learning about that guy. I mean, that guy is amazing. So I I think it's really going to come down to Derek Carr, his, you know, interceptions and his fumbles, his turnover rate, his chemistry with Adams, and then how good his offensive line plays. Because admittedly, he has never had a year with, you know, a su- superb offensive line. Because I think the defense is stacked. Like, I think their defense is really, really good. Um, so it's going to come down to the offense. It's going to come down to Josh Jacobs staying healthy. You know, it's going to come down to apparently Darren Waller wants a new contract. Are they going to pay him? They'd be stupid not to. So, you know, it's going to come down to a lot of things. But I feel like, you know, a lot of their success this year is going to ride on Carr being the best that he's ever been with probably the best Raiders team he's ever had. I mean, they opened their regular season on the road against the Chargers on September 11th. 
So he can come straight out of the gate and start proving people wrong. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I wonder if they'll have the best chemistry to start the year. I wonder. I don't know. know. I wonder. I feel like there's an argument an argument for that because we already know that Carr and Waller are just, you know, amazing. And then Adams and, and Carr played in college. So I think that there is an argument for there being an extra level of chemistry there that some other teams might not have. It's just a matter of if they can capitalize on it or not. True. I think this division is probably the most interesting of all of them. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited to see what's going to happen. Who's going to boom? Who's going to bust? And it's going to be fascinating to watch. I'm going to laugh if the Broncos suck. I really am. The whole NFL will. Even Peyton Manning will chuckle. Do you hate the Broncos that much? No, I don't hate them. They just are notorious for thinking that they're going to be really good and then really not being good. So I would just laugh if that happened with Russell Wilson, which I hope it doesn't because I like Russell Wilson and I like a bunch of people on their team. But that's just kind of how it's gone. Ever since Peyton Manning left, their fans have been like, oh, yeah, we're going to be really good this year. And then they're like average or above average slightly. Yikes. Well, there you hear it. You might be hearing from some some Broncos fans soon enough, Chelsea. Oh, yes, because we know so many Broncos fans, you know. Who knows? You might hear You're a Broncos fan. Hit me up. Let's talk about it. There you go. Well, either way, thought that was interesting. Going to be very interested to see how this season ends for that division. And then last topic we got here for today, Jimmy G, the Garoppolo, the G-Man, has been given permission to seek a trade. Gasp. You know that (laughs) meme where it's like, gasps. I can't believe it, but they can actually believe it. That's me. You know, like the fake, like (gasps) that's mm -hmm. me right now. See, here's the problem with the 49ers. 49er fan hate incoming. You 49ers fan hit us up. (laughs) Literally. I'm not trying to get hate. I'm just trying to say, I'm just probably echoing what they're thinking. Why has this taken so long? Jimmy Garoppolo, but Jimmy Garoppolo is not so terrible that you can't trade him by July 20th. Like, come on. He is not that bad. And so he's not good. I think he still is decent enough to be traded better than Sam Darnold. True. I mean, my team was one of the ones calling about him and talking about him. And I really thought we might get him. I'm not surprised we got Baker either. And to be honest, It sounds to me like the Browns just were willing to eat more of the contract and just a better deal for the Panthers. So I don't know what's been going on with the 49ers. If they're just desperately holding on to Jimmy G or what if Trey Lance hasn't looked that good? We don't know. We really do. Maybe they have a complex. I don't know. Look, all I know is that this is kind of ridiculous. They have made it very clear at this point they don't want Jimmy G anymore. I guess they want to move on to Trey Lance, but they in the games he's been in, he hasn't really been used, and it's just been this whole thing has been weird, man. I feel like Jimmy G should have had some type of offers to him somewhere. I mean, he might have, and we might just not know. That's true. But at this point, it's like, why didn't they? Are they just afraid of committing to Trey Lance at this point? Obviously not. Because they have commitment him. issues. Oh, my gosh. It's just like, 
I don't understand. If I was a 49ers fan, I'd be like, what are we doing? We, we've just been sitting idle for all of the off season. You know, there was rumors they they were getting rid of Debo. And then it's just like, what what is going on here? So honestly, if I'm a 49ers fan, I'm frustrated because now Jimmy G is able to request a trade, meaning that he really can leave and they're really not going to get much from him. And I, I just don't know what the 49ers are doing. What is their goal? Where where are they trying to roll? Are they trying to go with Trey Lance's full-time quarterback? Okay, fine. Um, that's great. But, you know, he was barely used last year at all. He's been barely used since they've gotten him. Is he just not playing well in practice? It, what, well, what's going on here? Did they whiff? Do We have no idea. They have not really said much. And I don't know. I just think that this has been crazy. I know Jimmy G has been hurt. I'm not going to acknowledge that, you know, or act like it didn't happen. We should definitely acknowledge that it did. But it's also like, well, what kind of deals are going on here? Really, this should have been settled by now, in my opinion. You've got to settle this stuff as quickly as you can because you need to be ready and focused for the upcoming season, which is now like literally, you know, just almost a month away at this point. This is way too late in the season to still be dealing with this, in my opinion. Okay, rant over. Chelsea, what do you think? No, I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. I feel like Jimmy had more trade value earlier. I feel like now people know, like, okay, they're going to get rid of him, but they haven't yet, which means, you know, whatever you want to infer from that. I feel like his trade value has dropped. You know, I don't know about the speculation about Trey. I mean, we're not really going to know how he's performing in practice unless a coach out and says it, which the likelihood of that happening is pretty slim, in my opinion. So I don't really see that, you know, but yeah, I'm with you. I mean, with all of the rumors that have been going on for months, literally even during the season, <laughs> these rumors were going on. Is Jimmy G going to be gone after the season? Blah, 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 blah. He's still there. Like, I'm with you. Like, what is your goal here? Like, are you trying to hold on to him as long as possible so you can get as much mentorship out of him for, for Trey Lance as you want? Like, are you afraid to trade him because you're not sure about Trey Lance? Are you, you know, unsure about the value you can get for him? Are people even interested? I mean, you know, there's a whole variety of factors that could go into this. I just, I'm with you. I think that the earlier, the better was what they should have done. And I feel like they've kind of, you know, maybe run off the road a little bit with this. They've just put it off. Maybe not even put it off. They just haven't done it for so long. And it's still going. And there's still rumors. It's like, mm -hmm. there's not even a point in starting a rumor at this point because every rumor has been wrong because they haven't done anything. They've literally just been sitting there. There's a whole Debo drama. Who knows what's going on with that internally? I mean, it doesn't appear he's going to be traded, but, you know, you never know, I guess. But, I mean, I'm more interested to see where he's going to go. Right. I saw a headline today that said that apparently the Browns are not interested in trading for him because they have Deshaun, even though the likelihood of Deshaun getting suspended for half to a whole year is pretty high, in my opinion. But OK, Browns, you do you. Um, I've seen rumors that the Seahawks would try to trade for him, which would be pretty crazy trading, you know, a, a generational pretty much 49er in your division to a worse team to make them better. You know, I don't really see uh, the 49ers management being like, you know, it's a great idea. Let's trade him to our rivals. You know, I just, I don't foresee that happening. Um, put another team on here, maybe a sleeper team. Uh, the Titans. 
I do not think that Jimmy G is more that much better or that much worse than Brian Tannehill. I feel like they're kind of on, you know, the same plane or whatever. But hey, sometimes people just need a fresh, a fresh face. And sometimes, you know, they just need to go somewhere that you wouldn't expect them to. And I think Titans fans are finally starting to get a little tired of, you know, Ryan Tannehill and some of his shenanigans and inconsistency, et cetera, during the season. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up, even if he ends up somewhere, because at this point, it also wouldn't surprise me if they didn't trade him because with how long they've held on to him, what's the point in trading him now? We can't get anything for him. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't want to ride the bench, but you know, whatever. Do you have a particular opinion, Wiles, on where you think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to end up? I have no idea. I mean, Cleveland would make sense, but I guess at this point, they really just don't want to do it. I guess they're really hoping and banking on Deshaun Watson coming back, either that or I don't know what what's going on there. I mean, I don't really know where he could end up. I don't see Seattle wanting to trade. Um, I think they're going to stick with Drew Locke personally. I, I don't see them abandoning that at this point, especially here's the problem, though. No matter where he goes at this point in the offseason, he is playing catch up to you know the game plan or whatever he's playing catch up with teams exactly chemistry everything is now him just trying to catch up so i mean i don't know i mean i think he'll end up somewhere i don't think he'll be jobless i think the 49ers at this point should just ride it out with him i don't really see like even if you just want trey lance starting you can just bench him that's literally that that's what you can do and so I don't know. I think at this point, like you might as well get something out of him, I guess. I don't know. They're just, and that's what they're trying to do by allowing him to request a trade to places. But so he can kind of, to some extent, pick where he wants to go. I think teams will definitely be interested. Um, and we'll see. We'll see where he ends up. I think this will be fascinating. I, yeah, I don't know kind exactly of- where. Kind of pivoting off of that, what does all this mean for Trey Lance? If you're Trey Lance and you're thinking that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get traded all season and he is yet to be traded, how does that make you feel? (laughs) I don't know if it really should impact Trey Lance. I mean, to him, I think he just needs to be working on his game. And that's probably what he's thinking. Like, I'm just going to focus on what I can do. You know, they're teammates. I hope they don't hate each other. Yeah. I mean, kind of in that same vein about, I mean, what about all the Debo drama? I mean, you're a a very young quarterback kind of coming into his own and then boom, the best thing on your offense might want to leave. I mean, that's got to cause some uneasiness, right? Especially as a guy who hasn't started a whole season. Exactly. I mean, to be honest, I do think teams are just hesitant with I know that I know they're just hesitant because of Garoppolo's injury, but I think for Trey Lance, I mean, I think he'll probably start. Um, I don't really see why he wouldn't at this point. You spent a top five pick for him, okay? You have to use him, like you have to try and use him, in my opinion. And so I think it'll be interesting. This will be the year for him, in my opinion. This will be the year of Trey Lance, even if Jimmy Garoppolo were to somehow, some way, still be on the 49ers. I really think that's that's the case. So either way, this has been a very weird situation. 
It feels like we've just been waiting and waiting and waiting for for Jimmy Garoppolo to be gone to somewhere, and it just hasn't happened yet. This just feels like a weird scenario, but I do think teams are like, he's expensive and he's been injured and we're going to wait for, you know, wait on that offer, I guess. I guess that's yeah. the thought. I mean, watch him end up somewhere that like no one is expecting. He just goes back to New England to New England, yeah, replaces Mac, Mac replaces Mac Jones. That would there's be There's really something. there's really no telling where he's going to go now though. I mean, especially with the Panthers being out of it, I feel like they were one of the primary landing spots for him. So, I, I guess agree. time will tell with Jimmy G. I mean, like I said, he's too good to not start somewhere, but he's not good enough to start anywhere. So, whatever that middle ground is is where he will be. There you go. Well, I think that's all we've got for today, Chelsea. Um, do you want to go ahead and lead us out of here? Sure thing. So thanks for listening, guys. Tune back in next week for more content. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at LaunchCodesFB and on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at LaunchCodesFootball. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Chris. And we will see you next week. See ya. Later.